Welcome to the Future of Everything podcast with world-renowned futurist and best-selling author, Nick Webb. In this episode, Nick will share the big future trends that are impacting your organization in the areas of innovation, emerging technologies, leadership, and the rapidly changing workplace. Get ready to see the future. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Webb. Hi, this is Nick Webb, and welcome to another episode of The Nick Webb Show. As I have been promising, the first 24 episodes of The Nick Webb Show are the 24 tips for 2024 and beyond. These tips are designed to help organizations and organizational leaders thrive in a time of hyper-complexity. Now, again, remember for review that we started out the first episode with Get Clear. Clarity is the foundation of how we lead great organizations. The second podcast was Get Happy. It turns out there's good science about how to get happy and, more importantly, how to lead a culture of happiness. The, we then went on to talk about other key areas, like including the three dimensions of clarity, which include your outside marketscape, your inside culture, and even your own sense of self-awareness. So that brings us to this episode where we're going to talk about understanding how to get better data, use that data to anticipate, and to really run what we now call the anticipatory enterprise, an enterprise that is ahead of the decision curve so that you can compete, deliver better value, and ultimately grow, thrive, and prosper, which is, after all, what this podcast is all about. Okay, so let's talk about this whole business of data-driven decisions. Now, it's easy to Google or to leverage any kind of research to see what it means to be an anticipatory enterprise and to use data-driven decisions. But I want to take it to another level to provide you some insights that are more actionable, more practical, and avoid some of the common pitfalls. So let me give you five things to think about as you attempt to make far better decisions as a leader, manager, or entrepreneur. Number one, and this is so important, is the secret is actually knowing what data you should actually pay attention to. Now, here's the problem with that. In a time of LinkedIn and what I now call information or content ubiquity, We have people barking at us from every possible digital channel every day telling us that we need to look at this, we need to pay attention to that. And if you look a little bit deeper, you'll see that those recommendations are always associated with a commercial product. So in other words, they're agenda-based ideas to tell you to pay attention to a specific range of data. I think this is the point where you get with your team or just yourself in that zen-like state and ask yourself, what really matters? How can I break down the key elements of my enterprise to understand where there may be gaps in information, which would allow me to leverage new tools, techniques, and practices to get information that really, really matters? I think I might write a book called The Subtle Art of Ignoring Everything. And the reason I think that would be a great book is that we need to ignore virtually everything. We have so much content being thrown at us that we really get to a point of reaching what I call data fatigue uh, or data overload. And it's very, very stressful. And so what we tend to do is we tend to do nothing. So the first thing we really need to do is to get clear on knowing what data we pay attention to. 
And, you know, so in a practical sense, what that really means is sitting down outside of any digital platform and with a piece of paper and a pencil and asking yourself, what really matters to organizations? What do we want to know about our customers? What do we want to know about our employees? What we want to know about our marketscape, as I discussed in previous episodes. And then we ask ourselves, where can I find, and this is the next tip, what I call the superpower of small signal data. As somebody who speaks around the world on future trends, my secret has been finding small data signals to understand their powerful meaning. Turns out that there are really big implications of small data. And so let's say for an example that we're in the medical industry and we're, uh, we operate a hospital or a clinic and all of a sudden now urgent care centers are starting to become private uh, primary care. Well, that's something we really need to pay attention to. It seems like a small signal in our multi-billion dollar enterprise, but that could turn into the hyper-consumerization of our customer. And this is just a, an example, maybe a too complicated example, but an example nonetheless, that small things that seem incidental can sometimes be really, really big. And that's why I recommend and will continue to recommend that you build a future readiness team. They'll help you with tip number one, knowing what data to pay attention to. And and really the flip side of that tip number one is really realizing that understanding what to ignore is so powerful. Wow. Think about understanding who you should ignore and what you should ignore. A lot of people try to get as many connections as they can on LinkedIn uh, for whatever reason, but really the only people I really care about following are people that have authentic non-agenda-based data that I can leverage to serve my organization and my customers. So remember, you are a future-ready team or your future preparedness team, whatever you'd like to call it, You definitely want to have them help you with understanding what data you can ignore so you can really drill down and understanding the data that you need to pay attention to. Okay, now back to recommendation number two, the superpower of small signal data. Ask your team and begin to start to look at, as you collect data, the interesting sort of anomalies that you find in data that might impact, again, your culture, your marketscape, your organization, your finances, your operations, your efficiencies, your innovations. They are all going to get better when you understand what you need to innovate. You know, as somebody with 40 patents that has been a technologist for years, people used to ask me, what is the secret to being a successful inventor? And I always tell them, being a successful inventor is super easy. The hard part is knowing what to invent. That comes from data. That comes from data. Understand the superpower of small signal data. Now, part two, part A, I would also suggest that you look at what I call orthogonal data. And orthogonal is just a fancy word that means something that's at a 90-degree angle. What's sort of sideways from the way you typically see the world? What are other organizations doing to gain better data? And what are they doing to bring in new data that, that data points that are less conspicuous? Here's one of the pitfalls in these first two tips is that many organizations are really afraid, honestly fearful, of getting any kind of data that might be scary or might make them look bad or might be whatever. So we have to be open to really looking at data 
uh, in an adult way that says, we're going to find out what's going on regardless of its consequences. Okay. Secret number one, knowing what data to ignore and what data to pay attention to. Secret number two is the superpower of small signal data slash the impact of orthogonal data, which is data, again, that's less obvious to your organization. My third tip is, wow, we have some pretty powerful tools today. We need to leverage new AI-driven data analytics because we can build out AI models that can help us build anticipatory models that help us get way ahead of the market, way ahead of the workforce, way ahead of the everything so that we can make sure that we're optimizing our organization for success and for happiness. Okay, tip number four Understand the meaning of the data. This is unbelievable to me is that I have been in consulting projects where I would put together like, hey, here's what your employees think about you guys. Here's a theme map that shows just how passionate they are about stuff they hate here. And here's how passionate they are about stuff they would love to see materialize. And they look at it and say, well, we just think they want to get paid more money. No, that's not what the data says. The data says they want to be happy. The data says they want to connect their own uniqueness to the enterprise. Their data says they want their workplace to be part of their own evolutionary pathway. The data is not telling you that they want more money. They want something different. Can you act upon that? And the answer, of course, many times is uh, no. (laughs) I don't know why. The data proves it. It has such great impact when we can understand the meaning of the data. But sometimes we look at it from a prejudicial point of view. In other words, we suffer from, as leaders, data delusion. Data delusion is one of the biggest pitfalls that leaders have. They tend to either ignore the data, reject the data, or repurpose the meaning of the data in a way that makes them feel okay. Wow, that's sad because the best leaders in the world are looking for information to help them do better in every aspects of their organization. Okay, based on my commitment to keep these podcast content rich and short, I'm going to wrap this up with our last tip of the five tips. Test your data decisions and continue to innovate. What I mean by that is, you know, kind of verify that your conclusion about the data is right. Monitor the data very carefully to make sure that what you thought that data meant was correct. And then continue to innovate. Once you determine that the data is correct, move forward to build more of that. If you look at it and the data is incorrect or inconclusive, try to find ways to course correct because all of this is about innovation. Remember, innovating is what your organizations do. We innovate. We make better experiences than the competition. We make better products than the competition. We run better organizations than the competition. We do everything better because we get better insights. We make better determinations from those insights. And ultimately, we create superstar organizations because we're willing to be data-driven leaders. Now, a couple things I'd like to point out. Is data everything? No. Humanity is everything. Data is not everything. Humanity is everything. Let's not get caught up in trying to manage your organization from an Excel spreadsheet. We have to realize that we're dealing with humans, employees, customers, partners, vendors. We always have to lead from the perspective of humanity. 
The purpose of the data isn't to dehumanize. It's to deliver more value to the human. I wish I could spend an hour just reemphasizing the importance of everybody realizing that data and all of this stuff only matters to the extent that we serve others in a meaningful way. I think most of you get that. So here's a summary. Number one, the secret of knowing what data to ignore and the data to pay attention to. The best way to get to that is through future casting teams. Number two, the superpower of small signal data, data that your competition may not be paying attention to, and the importance of orthogonal data, data that's at a 90-degree angle to the way we typically think. In other words, stuff that we probably disagree with right from the beginning, but we want to look at it to see if it matters. Tip number three, leverage the incredible. I mean, I'm going to do a podcast at some point uh, once I get through the first 24 to interview some great experts, uh, which I have in my Rolodex here. Is a Rolodex a thing anymore? I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'd like to uh, interview some AI experts and some data analytic experts to give you some specific recommendations on tools that are insanely powerful right now, uh, but they're very ubiquitous and they're easy to find. Leverage new AI-driven data analytics. Number four, understand the meaning of the data. What does it matter? I mean, does it, impact, does it improve your organization? Does it help your customer? Does it help your employees? Does it help your operation? What is the meaning of all this stuff in front of me? And how can we dashboard it whenever possible? And then lastly, always test your data decisions and continue to innovate. All right, there you go. That's number six of the first 24 tips of 2024. Tip number one, get clear. Tip number two, get happy. Tip number three is understand your marketscape. Tip number four, we there? Yeah. Tip number four, we want to also make sure we understand our own culture. Tip number five, self-awareness. And this tip is about driving success through data-driven decisions. Remember, I take about an hour worth of podcasts and I try to boil it down to right about 15 minutes or so. This podcast is landing at right about the 15 minute mark. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel and share the information uh, about my podcast if you would with others, if you feel like this has been helpful to you. Thanks so much. I appreciate you taking the time with me today. And until next time. You have been listening to the Future of Everything podcast with best-selling author and keynote speaker, Nick Webb. To continue getting hard-hitting, powerful insights, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. To learn more about Nick's consulting or speaking services, please visit Nick's website at nickwebb.com.